Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a progressive talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined by my co-host, LaDonna Loki. LaDonna, what's happening? Not much. Uh, And my other co-host, noted Scott Stapp enthusiast, uh, Comrade Dracula. (laughs) Comrade, what's Mm -hmm. happening? I'm uh, drinking on St. Patrick's Day, having a great time. I take a little (laughs) break from my celebrating to to be here to record uh, in my ex's eight-year-old daughter's bedroom <laughs> i feel Normal dirty for, for some reason for you i don't know why uh i won't go further but you should <laughs> we're just not gonna touch that one moving yeah. right along <laughs> um so yeah uh let's just get right into it because uh i got some shit i want to talk about <laughs> so uh, a lot of stuff happened this week. President Trump. Uh, I feel those words Rex- still make me hurt. <laughs> those two words together. <laughs> yeah. So President Trump fired Rex Tillerson uh, on the toilet, <gasps> apparently. Rexon Mobilson? Yeah, I know, right? It's, it's such a huge loss. Everyone was so sad. I was like, really, guys? Like, He's like the worst Secretary of State we've he, ever had. I mean, well, but he was still the best guy in the administration. Everyone was like, you know, we're hoping that he's the the, the the guy that like denied climate change. And, you know, millions <laughs> of people could die from it. We were hoping he would like tie the room together. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, so, I mean, that was, you know, that was big news. But the uh, more significant and terrifying thing uh, to happen <laughs> is that uh, looks like we are going to just have a total fucking takeover of the government by the CIA, um, (laughs) which is awesome. Uh, So he nominated Mike Pompeo uh, for the Secretary of State job. Mike Pompeo is a, you know, hawkish lunatic, super cool with torture. Um, It's amazing that he got confirmed as the director of the CIA back then even, uh, you know, with a couple of Democrats voting for him. Of course. So his, um, what was the what was the volcano that like wiped out a whole like island of people thousands of years Pompeii? ago? Yeah, that's what I think of when I think of him. It's like he's just gonna like <laughs> this is just like just people are gonna be destroyed and killed and yeah, that's that's that's, that's best case scenario actually with that yeah, guy. Yeah, best case is they kill him best quick. Best case scenario, worst we start case one is more they war. torture them for months. Exactly. <clears throat> Best case scenario with Pompeo is that we start a war with Iran and not anyone, not North Korea and, you know, Russia. We can take maybe. our pick now. We have so many great countries we could go to war with. It's really exciting. Yeah. No, I, I mean, know. It, yeah, we, it's, you know, eight's not enough. We'll probably get another one at some point, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it'll be a, a more bigly war. <laughs> we, we, we have a plethora of options right now. So, you know, that, that that's exciting. Um, it's like the Jets. The Jets uh, just traded up to get the third overall pick in the draft this year they can choose from a bunch of different quarterbacks so it's like it's kind of like us right now we got like we go to war with iran we can go to war with north korea take your we pick could, 
we could we could you know increase hostilities with Russia and maybe go this you know is, bring us to the brink know, of World War Three that you know whatever. I, I know there's a lot of turnover in administrations, especially sometimes early on, to get everything what you want. But it's like it it really does feel like he it's his TV show. You know, Trump's uh, what is it, Apprentice, whatever. It's or like your sports analogy, like they're he's they're cutting they're trading people off the team or kicking people off the team in the middle of the game. You know. <laughs> It, it, I've never seen this. I don't remember any time there's this many people have been fired from an administration. It quick. absolutely is his reality show. And I do think that this is part of a distraction, you know, methodology. Um, I, I mean, I also think it's just people that piss him off and he just, you know, goes I, off. I don't even but, think it's as much. Yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't think, even attribute it to distraction. I, I do think that he, um, you know, it, it's it's entertainment for people, you know, the, mm-hmm. the latest palace intrigue of, Ooh, what really happened here? And fucking there I go already. So I can't even make it five <laughs> minutes into this without swearing. Um, no, but you know, just, uh, criticizing people, you know, on Twitter and, and firing them on Twitter. And then the latest one, Andrew McCabe, two yeah. days, two days before the guy's going to retire. Who does that? That was just a, well, that was a dick move. I mean, that was clearly done just to fuck him over. I mean, you know, it wasn't it, that, that there's no, that was just retaliatory, but and does that mean he's not going to get his retirement now? I mean, it seems he like he should be able to sue. Yeah. I mean, he's a multimillionaire, so I'm not really going to cry too many tears. Oh, for him, but, yeah, he's, you know. he's, he'll land somewhere and be fine. <clears throat> yeah, but you it, worked it, two decades for the federal government. No, no, it's it's you... fucked up, it, it, but that's, you know, that's just Trump. I'm just, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's a little, you know, it's dominating the news cycle right now, and I don't hear anyone talking about the super important, uh, in my mind, the super important story about what's going on with these nominations in terms of uh, Pompeo and Gina Haspel, which I right. think is way fucking more terrifying than even Pompeo. So, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're breaking glass ceilings, you know, we're moving the country <laughs> forward. Yeah. Uh, Trump, Trump nominated what could be the first uh, female director of the CIA. So, you know, <laughs> I'm with just, her, I guess, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just, just, just a slight little hitch in that, uh, yeah, she oversaw, you know, torture uh, on C- at CIA black sites, and, you know, they called her the, uh, would they call her Bloody Gina or something like that? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so I have a little uh, excerpt here from a New York Times article just to give you a little background on Gina Haspel and why she's a fucking nightmare, like absolute nightmare. Um, so just over a year after the September 11th attacks, the CIA dispatched the veteran clandestine officer Gina Haspel to oversee a secret prison in Thailand. Uh, that's awesome that we have secret pr- prisons, you know, in other countries. That, Why that not? that's normal. That'd be that'd be like if North Korea had like a pr- secret prison in you know Montana. That would be we we wouldn't you know go to war over that. <laughs> if or it's anything. secret, we wouldn't know. I mean, they. <laughs> that's true. Uh, shortly after, agency contractors in the frantic hunt for conspirators waterboarded. Uh, an Al Qaeda suspect three times and subjected him to a brutal interrogation uh, to brutal interrogation techniques. Uh, Miss Haspel's time running the prison, codenamed Cat's Eye, know, sweet name, um, <laughs> it's a Bond be- movie, <laughs> <laughs> began her deep involvement in the agency's counterterrorism uh, operations and showed her willingness to take part in uh, the agency's rendition, detention, and interrogation program. Um, which How dark shaped is her... her soul, man? <laughs> yeah, rendition well, is fucking. You see beyond, the blouse like... where she has the butterflies on it, you know, and it's <laughs> they keep showing that picture in all the articles about um, it. Which shaped her career? Uh, she was a rising star until the dark until that dark chapter in CIA history began to emerge publicly. Just that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, 
this article actually doesn't even go into it, but it also came out later that she uh, had she ordered tapes uh, of 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 this of these uh, torture sessions destroyed. They had tapes of her, uh, you know, witnessing this waterboarding. They they waterboarded this one guy eighty three times. I mean, he almost fucking died. His heart mm-hmm. stopped at one point during they had to revive him. <clears throat> And all of that evidence is still compromised because it was all under duress. I mean, it was you can't. What, you can't. It, it, well, we got a fake confession. We that's how right. that's that that was the basis for going to war with Iraq. That we killed a fucking million civilians because we waterboarded people until they confessed that Iraq uh, and Al Qaeda were working together to plot nine eleven, which was just a total farce. And all you would have to do I'd is probably... waterboard me once, and I would sure, I would confess yeah. to anything you wanted. To to say yeah, it's like the Just worst thing in the world it, it, it feels like you're drowning like it's it's one of the worst it's it's literally illegal under international yeah. law and gina right. well, fucking haspel should be in prison <clears throat> well gina haspel should be in fucking prison not in um the running to be the cia director well this but, is the model because if you are a woman or a person of color and you're willing to go ahead with you know, the darkness of, I, I won't just say, you know, Republican, but I'd say, you know, military industrial complex bullshit. If you're willing to go along with that and, you know, their talking points and their plans, you can rise up pretty damn quickly. Yeah. Um, well, it's like the, the Onion article said she had to waterboard, you know, that many more people to prove herself as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and well, you know, you know ouch. <laughs> and it's probably true. Another one of these Onion articles where it's like, it's not. There's no joke, really. It's just like we yeah. are there. We're, we're in a post, <clears throat> yes, satirical society. Um, so, you know, the really fucked up thing uh, is that uh, Gina Haspel potentially could have been in jail. But once again, and this is, uh, you know, why we harp on the fucking Democrats so much. President Obama had a chance when he got into office to prosecute all these fucking lunatics. But he said, no, you know, for whatever reason, whether it was the people that contributed to his campaign or whether the you know defense contractors got in his ear, whatever it was, no, well, you know, we, we're only going to look forward. We're not going to look backward um, that's, because because you know, it would have started. That's how crime wars. works. It would have right. started wars to admit that our country was involved in that. Were we involved in it? Yeah, and he knows it, and and so do you know all well, of them. They, yeah, and he sealed crimes. the torture report, so nobody right. can fucking see the horrible, heinous shit that they did but we still know because you know people came forward and you know blew the whistle on it and those are the people that are in jail which is why <laughs> of all the Russia, fucking people that are in jail yeah which is why when russia talks about hey you know does the u.s ever get involved in foreign elections does the u.s ever do this or that or the other wrong the hypocrisy becomes immediately clear well the other um, big hypocritical thing the, the big lie that obama told when he said um you know we're, we're gonna look forward not backward it's like the whole reason why you prosecute these motherfuckers is so it doesn't happen again in the future by yeah, not that's doing this works. that's <laughs> i mean he's just letting trump be able to do this by not prosecuting people so if he ever if he ever gave a shit about the future uh, which he doesn't obviously he would have done something to stop it to make sure it never happened again so that someone worse than than you know somebody even more unethical than bush who doesn't give any you know doesn't even care about optics of course he's going to do that you know and you can make the connection to the same thing with with his behavior on um and I'm sure we'll talk about it later but you know the financial regulations being you know I mean not jailing any of the people that they could have jailed Bankers, from yeah. you except know, for Bernie Madoff <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Iceland jailed them all, their economy recovered, and they're doing great, and people actually have trust in the things that they do. We're going to go ahead and repeat the same bullshit over and over again. Yeah, because they actually have a functioning fucking democracy that's not bought off by a bunch of corporations. <laughs> Telling you, a corporate you, puppet like Barack Obama or a fucking <laughs> lunatic like Donald Trump. Well, in you know, defense s- of Obama. 
in defense of Obama, I will say this. So he was new in Are office. we getting to unpopular opinions already? Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably have plenty of them. But he was new in office. And I think that the weight of the potential of this entire, the whole world economy, not just the U.S. economy, but the entire world economy collapsing, you know, I, I think that was what they scared him with. And and so the, the heads of all of these financial companies basically said to him, you know, this is your first term. This is your first, you know, few months. Do you really want this on you if, if you know, if everything collapses? And I think they scared the crap out of him. And I think they scared him into, mm-hmm. um, so we're all you know, what happened. hostages of, of Wall Street, basically, because yeah. of that. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree that that's probably what happened. And he also surrounded himself with the most heinous fucking characters you could possibly imagine. Rahm Emanuel, people like that, you know, just the worst of the worst when it comes to the Democratic Party. So <laughs> those people are, you know, to the right of some Republicans. So I would not put it past them to just be like, no, you know, it's cool. Just, you know, pass a, pass a weak sauce bill, deregulating it. And then when the time comes, we'll get rid of that. And we'll just, you know, if you have an opinion for yourself or anything that differs from, you know, the, the narrative that all of these powers that be want to push, you never make it into power. So the only people he could have had around him would have been, you know, people that aren't yeah. trustworthy that well, you don't want to listen to, unfortunately. I think, you know, he was also kind of thinking like, well, I'm the first black president. I don't really want to make a lot of waves. Because <laughs> already, I mean, there's a lot of proud people that are in the CIA who have a very law enforcement mentality, very kind of racist mentality about white supremacy and about uh, imperialism. I mean, that's that's really what our, our foreign policy is, is white supremacy pushed out on the world as far as, you know, who it is we bomb. We don't bomb white right. countries anymore, you know? right. <clears throat> you think he was worried to get Kennedy or something? If he, uh, I, well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's like, the, that's like the Bill Hicks sketch where he's like, you know, every new president thinks they're going to do something different, and then they get <laughs> taken that. into that dark mm-hmm. room and they pull down a screen and they show they show a, a an angle of the JFK assassination that you've never seen before. <laughs> yeah. And they run that and then they lift it up the screen and they're like, all right, any questions? And it's like, nope, <laughs> just just uh, what it is you want me to do. Bill Hicks is so good. I was telling someone about that recently. If you guys listening haven't listened to any Bill Hicks, oh, he was amazing. like George Carlin. He was so far ahead of his time um, on so many things. He just, me, he was woke. <laughs> to me, they're yeah. like one and two when it comes to <clears throat> political commentary. I, yeah. I always like Bill Hicks more than George Carlin. Carlin was, was right in a lot of stuff but he never really kind of transcended and kept evolving the way that bill hicks did where you look at in a very short span of time when you see bill hicks his last couple of years when he, he knew he was dying and he kind of like had it's just a ride man doesn't matter nothing yeah. fucking matters because we're all that one. was a great speech we're just it was you know it wasn't nihilism though it wasn't saying things don't matter because nothing matters it was just none of the things you think that are bad are bad forever because we're part of something that is, we're part of the universe in ways we don't even understand, and we will eventually. But wait, comrade, don't you know Bill Hicks evolved? That evolved so much into Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that. That's one of my favorite goofy <laughs> conspiracy theories. If you watch it and you look at them, you're like, damn. <clears throat> he he, he has a vague resemblance. Yeah. I could There's see that if he did that a lot of roids. Yeah. yeah, I could totally see well, that. Well, <laughs> Bill Hicks got on the the whole bandwagon around that around Waco, and I remember he did some interviews on a few kind of cable access type shows at the time where he was pretty convinced of some stuff that you know kind of there was a, a lot of doubt about at the time and now we kind of know it wasn't in, in fact the case but so yeah. there's there's a little bit of that like conspiracy theorist uh overlap there it's really hard to know now what's i mean i've and i've seen this we had a friend of ours today that that 
I don't want to use the term went off the reservation. I don't know it's what the politically lunatic. correct term for it is now. <laughs> but fucking lunatic is the yeah, term I would use. But I mean, but yeah. yeah, it's happening to more and more progressives that they're, they're going down the rabbit hole. And, you know, it's hard to know because there are conspiracies, you know, that are not just theory, that are real. And then there are things that maybe appear like conspiracy that are just, you're out of your mind. And well, Some people yeah. think everything's a conspiracy That's now. what it's turned into is because it, mm-hmm. because they get a little bit of proof that one of them is true, therefore all of them must be true. And then it, it, it's like, or, I had to unfriend them. Or yeah. they're trying to get clicks on the YouTube channel, so they're just like, well, hey, I came <laughs> up with this thing and it got that me 100,000 views. Well, so. the person today, his, his fucking genius conspiracy is that, the, uh, is that Nicholas Cruz uh, was, was like was a patsy basically he he's being framed for the parkland like what the fuck man what are you fucking smoking so who really yeah. did I saw, it then if it wasn't he, i i didn't i didn't even want to fucking give him a click i don't i didn't even want i i couldn't didn't want to indulge him yeah. and then another fucking moron that you know may or may not have have uh helmed a prominent lawsuit uh <laughs> recently against a uh governing body um Posted about how the fucking Florida bridge collapse was a conspiracy, <laughs> like like how it was like a controlled demolition. Like what the fuck? Right. And I know we'll, we'll talk about that a little later. I, I have one more thing to oh. say about the CIA, but these people are fucking idiots. You know, I'm sorry. A controlled demolition to take out seven cars. Well, I don't. Yeah, I, like I, I just what like. But who was in those cars, man? What what? <laughs> Part of the Clinton body count, guys. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> That's when I actually might put no. <laughs> I, won't even get into um, I was gonna no. say I uh, come up with a, a Russian name for one of them, and we're all. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that <laughs> Lawrence Tribe will be all over it. Um, <laughs> so I actually just one really just uh, just to highlight it, the maybe the shittiest tweet I've seen uh, all week um, regarding Gina Haspel. Uh, John Levine, he's an uh, edit, media editor at TheRap.com. Uh, he tweeted unironically. Uh, a lot of people I would expect to see celebrating the first woman to lead the CIA are curiously silent right now. And then this guy, Max Tanny, underneath said, I imagine it has to do with the torture. Um, so then John Levine uh, yeah. says, right, right. Glass ceilings only matter when people we agree with break them. I know this game. Oh, my. What is he, fucking Eric Garland? Who says that? I know that. He's like, a right winger, isn't he? I mean, he's, he was basically just like trolling liberals about their kind of ID he? poll. I thought no, so. No, he he, tweet, he tweets a lot of anti-Trump stuff. Does he? Well, there's a lot. I'm of pretty sure he's a liberal. I mean, yeah, I can't tell the difference between most mainstream liberals and conservatives. There, anyway. it's, it's, yeah, it's, there it's, are anti-Trump it's, conservatives it's now, and yeah, yeah. it's it's but, all a mess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seemed like he was trolling on purpose, you know, and just kind of trying to kind of flip things around. But if he was totally genuine with that, it's really it is horrifying to think that um, there are people that think there is a gray area on torture. Well, he, he keeps going on and on in the replies defending it, so I'm pretty sure he's serious. Well, this reminds me of people have talked about female serial killers and how, you know, yay, like we have some females now, like equal opportunity. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, this is not fucking progress, okay? That's <laughs> going to be – okay, so the, I don't – I was going to save this for my unpopular opinion, but what the fuck is – what the fuck is wrong with people that like – a lot of women do this too. They fetishize serial killers. I saw there was somebody on Etsy, some hipster chick on Etsy selling uh, serial killer trading cards. Ooh. It, okay, first of all, it's the fact that you're you, they're murdering people. Like if you're down, if you're not down with like you know sexual misconduct or rape, but you're okay with like fetish, fetishizing murder, 
Uh, that's fucked up alone. But on top of that, most of these serial killers raped their victims before they murdered them. So, right. like, why? So all Harvey Weinstein had to do was like murder women after the fact, and he would have been a hero. What's I? I get it. I mean, but I, I, I will say I'm fascinated with it only because of the, oh, me too, yeah. the why. I go to the why. What made this person that way? You know, did they break? Was it genetic? I mean, I've read a lot about a right. lot of serial killers to try to understand that. Not necessarily. Sure. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to put posters up on my wall or get trading cards or anything. Right, right. But, <clears throat> but there's a lot of really interesting stuff when you look at it, similarities in their backgrounds and things like that. And I think we need to, as a society, begin to understand that. Um to understand the signs and mm -hmm. to understand it because a lot of these people, you know, Ted Bundy went on for years and years and years because he looked a certain way. He spoke a certain way. Um, the good you know, looking he, ones always yeah, get away with it for longer. He hung in certain groups. I mean, he worked a suicide hotline, you know, like he did good <laughs> things. Um, he had yeah. normal relationships. And so, so that's how people, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> But that's kind of the people, thing. It's like you can kill you, people legally there. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's, it's, so certain personalities, if they just get into like the legal government jobs of torturing and killing people, then we're supposed to applaud it. Right. You know? That's kind of, yeah. in gross point blank, that's kind of the speech that John Cusack makes at the end where he's just like, look, you know, uh, these things, governments, all this stuff, it doesn't really matter who I'm killing for. It's, you know, it's all, it's all semantics. Like it doesn't, you know, <laughs> doesn't really mean anything. Because um, he was at one point, you know, working for the government as like a CIA hitman, and then he was like, you know, on his own. And it's like, oh well, everyone looks at him like he's such a monster because he kills people for money. But when he killed people for the government, it was like, oh well, no, that's fine. You're just serving your, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's equal, you know, it, it's equally as fucked up. But. It is. It absolutely is. So there, I I am sure there are people who because they have no principle, uh, people you know like the old center who genuinely will see this as a good thing you know there was something about uh chris hayes tweeted out something that got attacked because he was basically saying like there's no way any sane person could confirm this woman to run the cia and people basically said oh chris hayes is a russian bot now he doesn't want a, a woman with a, a per <laughs> That's yeah beautiful yeah oh so if God. you if you're opposed to torture now you're part of the, the putin conspiracy said brain just, worms i'm convinced oh it's just, it is just beautiful to me the wider and wider that this russia you know thing goes and the more and more people i mean when they it's going to happen somebody's going to accuse rachel maddow <laughs> like in well, all no, seriousness they, yeah, they're going I, I, to I mean, when you accuse chris hayes of being a russian puppet and working with the bernie bros and all this stuff i'm like what the fuck? Like, what wh what is your net? Like, just join the Republicans already. Like, who 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 are you fucking like? I, I have yeah. you no decency? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you well, know, and we, I've been accused. I've been accused. I think we all probably oh, have. I've been accused several times of being a, a being a, a, a paid Putin troll. But um, what's so funny I'm still to me about it? Check, but. Yeah, well, exactly. But what's funny to me about it was that I wasn't among the progressives that completely said there's nothing to any of this. Like I've said from the beginning, you know, there were definitely financial crimes. I do think our government is compromised. I said those things and still <laughs> get accused of it. That's exactly what the hell do what I need to say? say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're just trying to throw them off your scent. Um, you know, speaking of, of centrists with brain worms, though, we forgot to mention at the top of the show. Uh, <laughs> That's my new band name. <laughs> centrists with brain worms? Yes. <laughs> that might be the title of this episode, actually. Mm. Um, we didn't mention at the top of the show, uh, one of our favorite people in the world uh, got our account suspended this week. 
<laughs> Candace Easton. Uh, it was just the, last night. Yeah, it was. It was like uh, Christmas. Do we it know was, the offending tweet? What it was? I wasn't online know, last night, so. Think, well, right? clearly it was Bernie Bros mass reporting her. <laughs> because she they never pull, stupid, never pull that shit. Yeah. She says enough stupid shit to clearly violate the Twitter, and they said for violation of Twitter's. Uh, code of conduct it, right. I, I don't think so i don't think it was actually from a mass reporting it was probably the, the thing that i love like that, that idiot does. That wish, you know harm on bernie the jet oh yeah that was, guy. That was, um the thing that twitter does if they suspend an account they don't just it doesn't just disappear it's like it's forever there that it says the account has been suspended <laughs> frozen in time it's, like, it's kind of funny actually yeah, it's like it's mounted <laughs> on a wall like a trophy kill like yeah <laughs> took you know, that corn cob down our buddy uh, Sally Albright had some bad news given to her this week, too, I assume, because I got an email from Buffer, and it was updating on some changes that they were making. Uh-huh. And it basically said, we're making an adjustment in Buffer. Um, the adjustment is you'll only be able to schedule content to one Twitter account at a time. You can still schedule content to multiple Twitter accounts with one Buffer account, just not the same message to multiple accounts. So they basically, they said, because of spam, because of the changes, we're changing this, you can't do it anymore. Because so I have Sally to assume. Albright is such oh. a fucking... So, I, yeah, know, it's it's like all these no all these bot networks yep. are getting taken down, and so by ShareBlue. <laughs> Anthony, you um, sent me that link to that article written by the guy from I don't know if he was a congressman or a senator. It was saying, you know, here's why we're not gutting Dodd Frank. And so I took that Washington Post piece of shit uh, op-ed he wrote, and I searched for the link for that in Twitter to see how many people were sharing it. Mm-hmm. Every single one I I every single share of that link. Uh, had no retweets and no likes on it. It was like the bot network was dead, and no nobody had actually shared it to any actual people. It was it was like all, just, all just of their threat. replies are mis- and their likes are mysteriously going away. I've noticed that mm-hmm. on a lot of the the, the shithead that uh, like uh, tweets that I follow. Yeah, like, it's yeah. Funny. It, it's it's like I've seen I'm seeing blue check accounts that usually that have six hundred thousand followers, and they'll tweet something, and it's gotten retweeted three times. Over the course we, of a day, you, you know why they because they know <laughs> they know that it totally blows up their entire fucking narrative about the thirteen Russian Twitter trolls that mm-hmm. swung the election. So what they're trying to do is basically th- this is like the beginning of Argo when they know that the Iranians have break, broken into the embassy and they're just burning as much shit as possible. You know, like that's what they're doing right now. They're just trying to burn as many files as they can before mm-hmm. people unearth the actual depth of their fucking That's, bot farms i actually haven't seen that that was that the one with john ham no that was the one with ben affleck that was ben the one affleck, about the uh, yeah. iranian hostage gotcha. crisis where gotcha. uh, you know the, the there was the overthrow uh the, the shah in iran overthrew the government and then they broke into the uh u.s embassy and mm-hmm. tried to and they got a bunch of hostages it was a whole fucking oh mess. yeah good movie and though i don't did they did they show the after effect of that where the students came in and they were like taping, that was yeah that was what taping, the movie was about taping the shredded documents back together to figure out that you know uh 30 <laughs> years prior their democracy was stolen from them from by the cia they actually yeah. didn't mention that in the movie but I, and i didn't know that how that's how we learned that about movie? that that's <laughs> a good question of, well how do you whitewash history like that they also kind of oh. whitewashed the fact that the Canadians were really the ones who kind of helped, uh, you know, the ones that went in undercover. They made it all about the one American CIA agent, oh, who, yeah, uh, you know, course. played by Ben Affleck. <laughs> um, it's a good movie, you know, otherwise, like regardless. But uh, yeah, that they 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 did some some you know <laughs> casual whitewashing. But yeah, um, Ben Affleck's pretty good on his foreign policy knowledge. I, I remember when uh, he was on. 
Bill Maher, and he just ripped apart Sam Harris for his oh, he was great. bullshit yeah. Islamophobia. I was like, Ben <laughs> Affleck, well, well done, man. No, Ben <clears> Affleck, <throat> he's good about that stuff. And actually, I, I like the politics of the movie are not that bad. They don't try to. They actually the one of the the things that I like about the movie is that they show how easily uh, people get into like a xenophobic hysteria because they show all these like real life news clips of people beating the shit out of Iranian Americans like in New York like there was a clip of like a rally mm-hmm. in New York where these guys where a bunch of these white guys were like hey, fuck you you fucking you know whatever and like beating the shit out of this Iranian guy because That's literally what they, they had... say in New York is fuck you you fucking whatever like <laughs> it's true no it's a it's official state motto but um <laughs> yeah so <laughs> what are we talking about oh yeah the Kansas state bird state. is a middle finger <laughs> Kim Stason's fucking horrible, and I'm super glad her account suspended. She's one of the most dishonest. But didn't uh, Brave Neck wind up back up on there with some other? She account? had a second account, yeah, yeah. which so, she should also get banned for. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's just what's going to happen. If you can just create a new account, then then what do you care? But I think now that they've been exposed, I think the the, the rats are starting to scatter. You know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Um, well, she. Uh, um, you know, she claimed to be a lawyer with a political science degree, and I don't know any actual lawyer that has that much free time to, to fuck around on Twitter. Real lawyers are busier than shit, and in the few that do tweet a lot, it's like a couple tweets a day, you know? Well, and that's the thing is because – so it's very likely then that it's someone that was getting paid to put out a particular narrative. I mean, we know that this happens mm-hmm. with quote-unquote yeah. influencers, and so you know the, the the share blue people do it, then then others as well. You can you can make a living that way. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, you know, she also um, I I saw her share things online that were uh, blatantly defamatory, and any real lawyer knows that you don't share stuff like that because there could be consequences right. for them. Uh, you can get disbarred as a lawyer for for sharing defamation after the fact. So, I think she just did like family practice stuff, you know, like changing the the deed or title to your house kind of shit. Like that's mm-hmm. not, you know, that's like an account. You ever see basically. that <laughs> that one really funny like spoof review of her uh, law practice? No, that was a real <laughs> review. Oh yeah, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, somebody was that a real review? I thought they actually like... wrote that. Yeah, um, but I mean, the the thing they wrote was not real, but it was actually posted on an actual. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah and like... somebody somebody said like, I don't believe in messing with people's real lives, and I was like, I've seen her mess with people's real lives. So back at her. Yeah. So, wow. you know, Candace is uh, famous for uh, impersonating Hillary Clinton in her Twitter profile picture, even though she looks nothing like her, among other things. Um, so we should talk about Hillary because. Hillary had herself a fucking week. Uh, she had a rough India. week. Yeah, she had a rough week. Um, so she was in India doing some thing, I guess. Probably getting paid for it. Not really sure what she was doing, but wearing Birkenstocks apparently. <laughs> um, so she she had a she had a speech and she said a couple of uh, very Hillary Clinton things. I I want to play them and then we'll mm. talk about them. There's all that red in the middle where Trump won. I win the coasts. I win, you know, Illinois and Minnesota, places like that. But what the map doesn't show you is that I won the places that represent two-thirds of America's gross domestic product. So I won the places that are optimistic, diverse, dynamic, moving forward, And his whole campaign, Make America Great Again, was looking backwards. 
you know, you didn't like black people getting rights, you don't like women, you know, getting jobs, you don't want to, you know, see that Indian American succeeding more than you are, whatever your problem is, I'm going to solve it. Uh, a smattering so, of applause. <laughs> yeah. So she just can't fucking help herself. She has to do everything in terms of how much money they can be that can be squeezed out of workers. Like that was such a gross quote to be like, "Well, I won the places where two thirds of the America's <laughs> domestic product." Hit. Like she I thinks just, that that's like a like a good thing that she says something like. I that. I imagine Peter Dow waking up every morning and coming up with some different angle to send to Hillary Clinton. You know, like in a "Good morning, Hillary" message. Like, <laughs> did you know you actually won this, that, or the other, so that she can keep reassuring oh, herself? It reminds me a lot of that. Uh, town hall they did during the primary where Rachel Maddow says, you know, you're you're you've got a lot of Bernie supporters that you feel like you're not you don't care about them, uh, you know. And her response was to cackle, of course, initially just be like, ha, 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 ha. and then she rattled off some nonsense <laughs> and then ended it with, but I'm winning. And it, it was it was so tone deaf, and you realize she how out of touch she is. And, you know, she didn't go to Wisconsin and Michigan because those places have been decimated by NAFTA. You know, she didn't she didn't win in those places because they're not progressing. They're not succeeding because of crushing austerity. Right. Which is why it's so fucking stupid that and, and it's it just speaks to her arrogance that she doesn't that she would say something like, uh, you know, I won in the places where two thirds of America's domestic, uh, you know, uh, product productivity occurs because. Her fucking husband is responsible for the rest of the fucking country not being productive and not having jobs because all his, you know, well, bullshit that, trade deals. And it's like, that that's the reason me. they didn't fucking vote for you, you fucking lunatic. Why that's would you exactly say that? It. Yeah, it says to me that the people that were doing okay were like, yeah, all right, we can keep going with the status quo. But the shit ton of people that who's you know who were really suffering and who saw things were not going well, of course they're not going to vote for you. And you gave them no reason to. So what do you expect? Well, no, apparently, she's still apparently them. the like, Russian the bots convinced those people that losing their <laughs> jobs 25 years ago was still something they should care about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable how tone deaf. And then, of course, again, paints them all as fucking racists and sexists and bigots. It's like, you are so unhelpful. Like, this is unbelievably unhelpful. And I'm not the only one saying it. We're not the only one saying it. People that worked on her campaign, a bunch of fucking Democratic strategists are like, Sh shut, shut the up. fuck up. Yeah. Go away. You are so antithetical to what we're trying to do. Like, everything she does is a fucking Wait, right so there's, there's people in the Democratic Party that actually want to win? <laughs> yeah, no, well, I, like, honestly, there were a bunch of articles today about, like, you know, so there was an article in USA Today saying that uh, it's time for the Democratic Party to divorce Hillary Clinton or something like that. <laughs> and I'm just, and but and written by like establishment people and it's like she's Growing. So, yeah. Because she's just so unhelpful. This is fuck and then and of course a couple of weeks ago there was an article Hillary Clinton trying to find her place in the 2018 midterms, you know, in terms of <laughs> You don't have one. <laughs> no, no. Go the fuck away. You were cancer to this fucking party. You were you were every time you open your mouth you lose a voter. Like everything well, you and I understand the critique of people saying, oh, you know, you're, so she's female, you're telling her to go away. But it's like, no, it's not because no. she's female. Joe Biden, go the fuck away. I exactly. Mean, it's because you're you know, like, you're out of touch. You're out of the loop. You, and you, know, you don't get it. The, the person they, maniac. The person the establishment Dems have no problem telling to go away is Nina Turner. 
And I don't know if you saw mm-hmm. the, the the exchange between whoever the fuck he is, Tom Watson, uh, oh, God. loser, That's basically telling shithead, yeah. Jake Tapper, how dare you have Nita Turner on your show on a panel. What? And Jake, yeah, this is, this is like got retweeted a lot. Um, and Jake Tapper said, are you honestly telling me that I shouldn't have on a thoughtful, smart, intelligent, well-spoken uh, black woman that actually cares about these issues? And he just, Tom Go Watson, Jake. Just, yeah, I was Jake Dapper was like on the side of good that day. Um, yeah, he was. he, he, he actually said because just because you don't like what she has to say about the establishment yeah, wing right. of your party or something. Yeah, like and uh, Nina chimed in and she just said, you know, unfortunately this has been the norm for me is is having these doors shut in my face. And Tapper basically said, well, you're always going to be welcome on my show. He's going to be fired soon. Yeah. <laughs> he's waking up. He's, he's going to be out. Hourly. He's clearly a Putin, Putin bot. No, no, we, we played we played his fucking bullshit, you know, party line talking points on Yemen and all these other things. So he he knows w- when to, you know, toe the line. But he's better than most, which is yeah. sad. But, well, it's I mean, um, Nina is perfect. I mean, you, how can no, anyone fault Nina, yeah. anything she says or her critiques? I mean, well. They tell that to Bernie Sanders too. It's like, well, why doesn't he just shut up? Uh, because he's a sitting congressman and the most popular the politician, most popular in, politician the in America. And actually, you know, getting people like to come out like he's the fucking Beatles, you know, oh my to come gosh. out and see him. That footage you sent that to me, and I just I'm I want to play a little bit of that. Later. Yeah, can yeah. you play a bit of that audio? Yeah, I'm going to play that. But I, I, I have one more little excerpt from Hillary's speech because okay, she sure. wasn't done uh, sticking her foot, you know, completely down her throat. Mm. So let me play this other little excerpt. I was also surprised, uh, looking at the details of the American election, is how almost 52% of white women voted for him, in spite of the Billy Bush tape and so forth. Uh, how do you explain that? Well, I, sh- I should start by explaining that um, Democrats, uh, going back to my husband and even before, but just in recent times, going back to Bill and, and, and uh, our candidates and then President Obama, have been losing the white vote, including white women. Uh, we do not do well with white men, and we don't do well with married white women. Um, and part of that is a, an identification with the Republican Party uh, and a, uh, a, a sort of ongoing pressure uh, to uh, vote the way that your husband, your boss, uh, your son, whoever, uh, (laughs) believes you should. And what happened in my election is I was on the way to winning um, white women. (laughs) No, you weren't. Until I lost. Former director of the FBI, Jim Comey, dropped that uh, very ill-advised letter on October Uh. the 28th. And my numbers just went down. because all. And I heard a lot of anecdotal evidence about this. People have written about it. All of a sudden... You know, white women who were going to vote for me and frankly standing up to the men in their lives and the men <laughs> no. in their workplaces uh, like were being told, she's going to jail. You know, you don't want to vote for her. You know, it's going to be terrible. You can't vote for that. So it just, it stopped my momentum <laughs> and it decreased my vote uh, enough because I was, I was ahead, I was winning, and I thought <sighs> I had fought my way back in the 10 oh, days yeah. from that letter oh. until... Uh, the election, I fell a little bit short, and so I think that it, <laughs> only by 15 it states. was part of a historical trend <laughs> that I was bucking, and then it collapsed on me. My blood is boiling. Now, Comey's behavior. And- uh, that's it. 
Where My blood is fucking Could she be boiling. any more fucking out of touch? Like, could she possibly, possibly be any more out of touch? It's... How offensive is it for a woman to talk about the reason why other women didn't vote for you is because their husbands were controlling their thoughts and making them vote a certain way? <laughs> well, but way? then she says that they were standing up to their husbands, but then they were told but that then... I might go to jail. Okay, she's not wrong that her numbers did dip after the Comey thing. She's not wrong. They did. But I think it was more than than just that. I think it was a lot of different fears um, that made people change. Her numbers were always minute. fucking low to begin with. They should have never been that close to Trump. But, it's, yeah. but again, it's because she was a horrible fucking candidate. And we knew because of polling that Bernie Sanders would have destroyed Trump by mm-hmm. possibly more than 10 points in the popular vote. Yeah, you know, and digits. subsequently well, it was like you, Tony, you were saying uh, that her Whenever she enters a race, her numbers never go up. They only go down. So right. yeah. it, it's, an, it's a, a myth <laughs> where she says, like, well, my numbers would have gone back up. I was on like, my no. way to winning with White Witch. She no. sounds like Donald Trump. That's what I Donald, almost won oh, you, till I lost. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, I was doing really good. I was doing great. And I, uh, you know, just imagine <clears throat> Donald Trump saying those things. And then, you know, I, I was on my way to winning with African-Americans. And then, you know. Uh, you know, Hillary came out and uh, put, put out a very unfair ad about me. And then is that, you know, everyone said, well, Bernie is too popular with white voters, so that's bad. But then Hillary's <laughs> not popular with white voters either, and somehow that's not her fault. Or any voters, because her approval rating is sub 37% right now. But yeah, right. Yeah. I think that's a high number. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was a, as of a couple months ago. That was before these other pity party uh, speeches. Um, so, you know, uh, and you know, and it's, I, I just, I, I can't, she needs to go away. Like, this is a national crisis at this point. She is I, so detrimental I don't to think fucking... That, I don't think that she should go away because she's a constant reminder of, of why... <laughs> of what's failure. wrong. Yeah, every, it's, it's you know, these, these young people, and they are the future because <laughs> they're young, you're getting older. Um, they look at her and they cringe for a reason. And it's not because she's a woman, it's because she's so fucking out of touch. And she has no, yeah. no concept of what people who are young... Who are they? Don't even want to go to college because they know they're going to be burdened with with tens of thousands of dollars in debt. It's you know, and then you've got one guy who's like, "Hey, we should solve that problem." You know, <laughs> they're going to go to that guy. They're going to go to Bernie. Yeah. And then you had one candidate saying, "Oh, you're delusional and pie in the sky." And those are giving you out know, free ponies. Free ponies and <laughs> yeah, to, ten minute to expect ads. to have free health care. What do you want a fucking pony? <laughs> what do you want to be like the rest of the fucking developed world? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like you know. <laughs> uh, you know, and so uh, also while she was there, and I know this is l- less you know relevant, but I just yeah. thought it was interesting. Uh, sh- there's a video of her like walking down the stairs, and again, like totally unprompted, just totally fucking <laughs> like fall, like in a goof- uh, the goofiest possible way, just falls, and it's not, not like once, she tripped three twice. times. Did you guys see yeah. the the um, the video uh, that, that that got put out there of her the slip and fall? Yeah. loop and then she oh the, so rt news oh, the, boosted this but it's it's like someone made a music video out of it where it's like oh no her slipping and falling like looped over and over and over and over but superimposed over all these other things happening in the background you know oh. it's yeah <laughs> it's, it's really like fun. her riding a missile while doing it like they made it look like a dance move you know where he's <laughs> but she's falling and it just goes on and on and on and, and then later felt- the, uh, oh well, it's like- so funny you gotta see it and later in the week, she she slipped getting out of the tub supposedly and fractured her wrist. Like, yeah, what? I, 
she clearly has like severe health issues. Like, and, and, you know, we get, and people who brought that up during the primaries and during the campaign got called like lunatics and right wingers and conspiracy theorists. Like, I feel like that's a significant thing that she, we've seen her fall on camera no less than a half a dozen times. So who if knows? Bernie how many times Sanders she falls off needed. Camera. Yeah. If Bernie Sanders needed somebody on his left and his right to hold him up, they would be oh dancing on his grave. Yeah, I mean, he's too old, but he yeah. can sprint across a, a, a subway platform like right. he's 15, you know? Yeah, I mean, she clearly has issues, but this, of course, because she can't be honest about anything. If she actually came out and said, look, I have severe vertigo or I have, you know, well, you it, whatever it is. You can't when you're a woman. You can't. I'm sorry. Well, you, you can't, can't. when you're running for president, period. I mean, yeah. look at FDR, you know? But but I I think she would actually be, get, get sympathy. Like people would they would humanize her. She just can never let herself appear as a human, and no. because of that, she's just because she, everything this has ridiculous to be person who lies about and, everything. And, yeah, and, right. Yeah, it can't be real. Yeah. Um, but you know, we 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 mentioned Bernie, and despite all uh, their attacks, uh, Bernie remains you know as popular as ever. So I I have a little clip I want to play you the the. Uh, Kids from Parkland and, and a bunch of kids, you know, nationwide uh, the other day had a, a walkout, a, a, you know, to just to raise awareness about the issue of gun violence. It was basically and a student strike. Anytime students walk out, it that's what a lot of folks that I know would call a student strike. You're, right. ref, you're yeah. refusing to go to school or you're leaving school to, to protest something. So God bless them for that. Yeah. yeah, no, and there are a lot of awesome stories of people doing that and a lot of shitty stories about, you know, right wing school districts that try to punish the kids and prevent Corporal them punishment. from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, a bunch of the kids went to D.C. to the Capitol uh, to protest outside of the Capitol. And, uh, you know, a bunch of politicians came out and spoke at a pre set up podium. Nancy Pelosi came out and, you know, fumbled through a stuttering speech. Um but then uh, Bernie Sanders showed up, uh, and you could be mistaken for thinking you were in Shea Stadium in 1964 and the Beatles had just ran onto the uh, field because he got such an insane reaction. There's a, there's a bunch of videos, and I suggest people look it up. There's like an oh, eight-minute yeah. video of him just walking through the crowd and people shrieking, and one girl goes like, it's Bernie fucking Sanders. Like, <laughs> just people running up to him, like screaming. So like, she was from like, New York, you know, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, tearful. I was tearful watching it and I oh, got it was so, it was so sad. Amazing. It was happy and sad at the same time. Happy because obviously of, of how this one man has moved a generation, you know, of how the revolution is continuing mm-hmm. regardless of what the establishment wants to happen. But also because seeing his popularity, seeing how people were moved by him and knowing what his view is on, say, the military-industrial complex or some of the other things that, you know, the powers that be don't want to mm-hmm. to happen and free tuition and all of that stuff, they will never, ever, ever let that man become president. It made me sad. I felt like I was watching MLK before it was shot. That's what I felt like watching it. Like, I just, well, I could see it. Before we get totally hopeless, can we hear just a little bit of the yeah, audio? Yeah, I have a little, I have a little, I, I have a minute's worth of the audio. Yeah, I need to feel good for a second. Am I bringing you down? <laughs> no, just, I want to. Yeah, just... I want to. I want to react to respond to that. I just want to hear the the uh, the kids. Let's play the kids. Well, this is a little bit of the end of his speech. So this wasn't his actual. So everyone else went up and spoke at a podium. Uh, Bernie just went into the crowd with a megaphone and just you know among the people. And Jank uh, on TYT actually made a really good point. He's like, 
you know, he, he, he looks like one of the kids. He doesn't look like one of these politicians. He's just there with his coat, with a megaphone in the middle of this crowd. Did they not and let he, him speak? And so he just did his well, own? I think he might have given a little speech at the podium, but he also gave speeches in the crowd with a, oh, yeah. a megaphone. And then one just, you they know, randomly because there, yeah. there were another yeah. bunch of people mobbing around him, and he just gave another little speech thanking them. And I think mm-hmm. that's what we have here. Yeah. Um, but but that's the fucking great thing about him, that people in Washington will scoff at and say, oh, look at him. He's so unpolished. Look at him in there like he's, you know, one of these protesters. That's, that's his charm. That, that's, that's his fucking charm. So, so I yeah. want to play a little bit of this, and then we'll uh, talk about it. I am absolutely delighted and proud that you are here today. What you are doing is of national significance. You're leading this country in the right direction. Thank you all. goes on for 20 minutes like you can find videos like 20 minutes long of him just walking through the crowd and people Hillary so, Clinton never ever got that reception at any point When I point say in her life. Hillary you say fire I mean, we we were joking about this the other day, but we were, we said, well, how long until the the alt center, you know, the hate percent, the hillbots start going after these kids the way the right wingers are going after these kids? And sure enough, somebody on Twitter, or several accounts on Twitter, started going off and saying these little stupid shitheads don't realize that Bernie's actually, you know, blah 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 blah. It's like I saw a lot of how can you saying that. How can anyone look at that and, you know, obviously their brains are broken because the election gave them worms. Uh, you know, it, it's they hate what the, Bernie so much that they don't care about dead children anymore. Yeah. Well, no, they, they, they people in the alt center, people in the establishment li- just like using these kids as political props. Like it's mm-hmm. what, what people say about them, what Republicans say about them is right for the wrong reasons. Like they do like using these things as political props. We, the people on the actual left, actually care about seeing things done to, you know, reform guns and get and stop some of the, the, the horrific gun violence and see things move forward in other areas of the country. But they don't give a fuck about any of that. They just want to win. They just want to get elected. And they know this is an area where the Republicans have no leg to stand on. So this is a great fucking tool for them. And And, and I shouldn't say that about all of them. Some of them... People like Chris Murphy, who's a senator in Connecticut, I you know I, I disagree with him on a lot of shit, but he does he's very strong on guns and he's he leads on that. But uh, the vast majority of them are not fucking <clears throat> that interested in it and don't actually no, want to fight for they, it. No, like, of course it's their it's their way. Fucking Joe Manchin, Joe Donnelly take money from the NRA. Mm-hmm. They don't even want to regulate guns. Like th- right. there's a couple Democrats who take fucking money from the NRA. Yeah, it's such fuckery. <laughs> it, <it's, laughs> Really is. So, you know, um, if it was a Hollywood movie, you know, the, the people that still didn't like Bernie would see that video or see that reaction and they would go, you know what? I was wrong about Bernie Sanders. He really, you know, but they don't do that because they're they're pathologically fucking insane. And they go, you know what? I hate those children now. 
There, in a Hollywood movie, there'd be a cutaway shot to Peter Dow, and you'd see him make that like like resigned look. Like there'd be a resigned look in his face, like, oh well, you know, I guess I gotta just. And like you, you'd see him, people cheering behind him, but you wouldn't hear so, it. There'd be swelling music. You remember and in um, <laughs> the movie Animal House how they have that like the you know what happened to every character after the fact. Yeah. And it was like Kevin Bacon's character was like the military cadet asshole jock guy, and, I, and it said like, oh, he was he was later killed in Vietnam, and it's like supposed to be funny, you know? And you're like, ha ha, he d- deserved it. I wish there would be like that moment where <laughs> something like that. Anyway, <laughs> oh god, um, you know, well, I I, I understand what you're saying, Ladonna. I, I don't think short of actually trying to assassinate him that they could stop him at this point like that's what i, I mean but i mean I, I don't know maybe he's got some sort of an insurance policy that you know i hope to god he does because um you know he's he's out there he's not running away um by any stretch he's he's announcing you know or you know making it clear that he is yeah. interested in running again and maybe that's part of his insurance policy i don't know i mean I think it would be worse for them, honestly, if they were to assassinate him than if they were to let him become president and disappoint us on a few things. You know what I mean? Because if they assassinate him now, he's still perfect in our eyes. He hasn't done anything wrong, yeah. you know? And they, he hasn't had a chance to. They fear. Um, that's the one thing that I love about uh, political riot is that is the one thing <clears throat> that the establishment, that any person high in government is terrified of is mass revolt in the streets that's why they cater to the cops when they kill people and they don't do anything about it it's because they need the cops on their side because if push comes to shove people will go ape shit you know yeah no absolutely um i always wonder what it would take for people to actually get out in the streets and riot i don't know they off bernie that would (laughs) I would get my I, ass I, out I, there, I my lazy butt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, it just the Ferguson uprising. It just took one kid getting murdered right. and the cop getting off. It was off just the last free. straw. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, it was definitely the last straw. I mean, lots and lots of last straws, but right. <clears throat> yeah, and we keep seeing them every fucking week. It seems like, but um... yeah, I want to be hopeful, and and a part of me is. Don't get me wrong, but another part of me is just really cynical, having you know, worked in DC and seen the fuckery. <laughs> well, he's been there a long time. He knows how things work. Yes. Um, somebody shared a gif, uh, gif, gif, uh, last night. And GIF, it was, it was, a, it was, a. I, I, sorry, St. Patrick's day. I've no, had no I know there's such a big, there's such a big debate uh, about that. And I've, I've like, yeah, well, it was, it was of the very first, uh, primary debate. And it's, it's when Jim Webb, Senator Jim Webb was talking about how <laughs> we like kill the guy in Nam. You know, but he was boasting about it, and then all of a sudden, he kind of like you could tell he started to remember something really dark about that moment. I mean, he killed somebody. That's a dark moment, period. Yeah. And he kind of like was looking inward and started to like blink really rapidly. And Bernie looks over and can tell he's going to like the dark place. And Bernie kind of leans over and nudges him and just smiles at him, and it like brings him out oh, of wow. it. I never seen that. I gotta, I gotta check that out. I I I watched this thing maybe a dozen times in a row, and I'm like, holy shit! Magical Bernie. <laughs> Bernie's, you know, just I don't have that much empathy. I'd be like, you went to Nam, man. No, me, me neither. People. Yeah, yeah. But, Bernie's but, just like, like that's hey, amazing. Jim, don't. It's okay. Don't worry. You know. And and a lot of people didn't go there willingly, and you know, were forced no. to kill people. Like so, I, I, I and I, and a lot of the narrative around that war was like that was the first. Like people came back from that war, and they got like spit on in the streets, and then. 
I think the sobering kind of after Vietnam, people were like, that's not. Well, but that narrative wasn't treat. even true, though, because that never happened. The spitting on soldiers when they came back, that never happened. There was no reports that ever happening until the Reagan administration. They started to they like, plant those thing? stories yeah. in the newspaper. We talked last week about how the CIA likes to kind of like do these, you know, get these stories out there. You can't find any stories of that ever happening during the actual Vietnam War. Yeah, but it was no, something that. Yeah, no, it's. But yeah, well, I mean, the, 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 the welfare queen thing was made up too from the Reagan right. administration. I mean, so I guess it worked because I, I, I mean, I've you know, I, I that's always been the narrative, just in kind of mainstream, you know, America. Yeah. That was the first war where we realized, like, hey, we shouldn't demonize the soldiers coming back. You know, it's not their fault. They were just, you know, conscripted basically. Average um, age was what nineteen. I mean, I mean, have we ever <laughs> demonized our own soldiers though? I mean. That's why we keep going back because there's no criticism of the people. No, we actually... we, we we lionize. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I have no problem with you know treating them with respect. I I, I think that there's a total lack of uh, honest. You know, you're never allowed to criticize the actual institution itself, which is the uh, the entity that's perpetrating this this just horrendous. You know. Right empire and imperialism all over the world and that's the thing that everyone in, in america should be talking about including people that quote-unquote support the troops because it's like if you support the troops you should want them to be you know chilling you in hawaii on furlough you should want them to never have that job yeah. and that's something that i actually have in common with some of my friends that are conservatives is more and more of them uh, are former military and are becoming, you know, anti-military industrial complex. And it's, so it's interesting when you when you talk about Bernie with them, they would have rather had Bernie than mm-hmm. somebody like Hillary. I mean, they saw, you know, the writing sure, on the wall. They more s- of their friends to go die. Exactly. <clears throat> well, there's actually um, some good data out there. I, I don't have the in front of me at the moment, but there was somebody who was looking at the uh, the way the election went in the general. Um, and it, it stacked up um, how the vote went based on how many um, Iraq or Afghanistan war veterans lived in a certain county, and wow. it was it was like if it was <laughs> it was if they had over a certain percentage of uh, of recent veterans in recent in the last fifteen years, almost guaranteed they weren't going to vote for Hillary Clinton. You know, because mm-hmm. they were still just like, well, they, she voted for that war. And a lot of liberals... And would keep it going. Right, yeah. yeah. A lot of liberals were like, well, no one gave a shit about her Iraq vote. And I was like, you know what? A lot of conservative <laughs> people who had their kids go there did. Sure. So yeah. there it disproportionately, is. Disproportionately, because, you know, disproportionately, uh, that that's a more lofty ideal to conservative, uh, you know, teens growing up that they say, oh, well, I'm going to go join and defend my country. So... Right. They, they, yeah, disproportionately were affected by the people that died in that war. So there's no mm-hmm. question that that certainly affected their votes. Uh, but then, just, of course, the, the the bullshit liberal response to that would be like, oh, well, that's just because they, uh, you know, they they support uh, the war and they support you know people like Trump who wants to do more war, which is just you know a total fucking simpletons reading of that situation. Right. I think what yeah, you're yeah, saying they don't is have a lot the same more information accurate. in front of them, and it's not as though the people who are liberal Democrats give a shit about war anymore anyway. You know, they're not out. That was one of my big criticisms with the the women's march, uh, or all the speeches and rallies and everything, is that they don't let anyone who's going to speak out against the wars get up there and talk about yeah, anything. Shocker. Um, well, and I still had this conversation with with like people that are you know just the mainstream kind of liberals today, where I'm like, you realize, and and they'll say things like, oh, well, Obama 
uh, took us out of Iraq. Some people still think he actually took us out of Iraq, which I just is <laughs> hilarious. And then some people would be like, "Well, he tried to. They wouldn't let him." And I'm like, "They wouldn't. No, let him. Oh, he fucking God. didn't. He's the president. He could have taken them out. He's only the commander in chief. What is he's he only the commander in chief." And it's not like, you know, fucking Congress actually declared war. In Iraq. Like, you know, it's he could have at any moment snapped his fingers and said, look, this is our exit strategy. We're going to be out by 2018 or by 2017, whatever it is. This is our true production schedule. And let's get the fuck out of there. You know, we, we can either of you guys, you guys are both, you know, pretty aware and in tune with things. Can either of you name all the countries that we're in right now? Either I, I can, at war I can name or the, the seven countries. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, um, it's wait, so it's uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, <laughs> Libya, uh, um, Somalia. Yeah, it's uh, I, wait, wait, Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Somalia, uh, Pakistan, Yemen, um, Niger. We're bombing in, and I have, I'm missing one. I think it was eight. Africa, yeah, seven or eight. Yeah, that was the thing when they these these I mean, how fucking got how, how psychotic is that that we can't name all the countries we're bombing? That's what I'm saying because it's normalized. Yeah. It's normalized, you know. And Mark Twain, who everyone thinks was just all oh like, Syria, you know, Syria, of course, Syria. Uh, oh yeah, Syria. Mark Twain basically said, you know, every every soldier that leaves our country to go, you know, because at the time we were doing terrible things in the Philippines. Mark Twain said, every every soldier um, who leaves our country to go wage war somewhere else, who's who's enforcing imperialism is a traitor to this country, you know? Wow. That's yeah. a great quote. I've never about, heard, because, of course, yeah. <laughs> he gets whitewashed like Martin Luther totally King and everyone well, else who speaks out against him. Just the a couple of years ago, they released his, his, you know, other excerpts of his, his autobiography, and it's, like, long. It's, like, thousands of pages long. Yeah, I've seen that. he basically that, yeah. said, you know, people aren't ready to hear this shit yet. Maybe in a wow. hundred years, they will be. Well, you know, he, he was wrong about <laughs> yes that. Yes and no. Yes and no, Mark. Yeah, that, that's kind of amazing. I, ne- I never knew that. Um my girlfriend actually worked at the uh, at his like house uh, in Connecticut for a while, like the museum there. Um, I was going to say so she I, must I've be really, really old into... then, if that was. <laughs> no, 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 no. She wasn't like a servant in his house. My girlfriend's no. one hundred and fifty-six um, years old. But, yeah, she knows no, how his house. He likes older women. <laughs> in, uh, his house up in Hartford. You can actually go through it. It's really cool. It's all uh, preserved as is with furniture and everything, and. You can go up in his billiards room and like where his writing desk is and shit. It's pretty cool. Nice. But um, comrade, did you read the autobiography or pieces of it? Oh or? no, I just remember the reporting on it. Basically, like he wrote a letter to his publisher and said, it's "Like fucking it's long. not the it's world's like not ready for pages. it yet." Yeah, it's really yeah. fucking long. And they're releasing There's two volumes of it. Yeah, and he basically said, "You know, un- uh, until we start shaming the actual soldiers who do this shit, we're never going to stop having these wars." You don't have to. Their consciences are doing it for them, and that's why they well, have to come back and we, self-medicate we honor, and all of that. Right, but we honor it as a, as a, you know, like, well, you know, protest the war, but don't protest the troops. Well, if you, right. if you, there's never any negative social reinforcement for going to war in the first place, then there's no real detriment. You know, it's one that's thing. A tough narrative, yeah. Though. It it's is. Yeah. No like one wants. No one to wants to be the guy people. that says fuck the troops, but it's like. That I don't know. If I'll that's... say fuck the, the commanders for sure. I, I just think it's tough because a lot of, unfortunately, the, the Marines fucking prey on the poorest people in the country. Like, you see yeah, the recruitment centers are always yeah, in, yeah. like, you know, poor uh, neighborhoods, and they go and prey on them and say, hey, you, you know, you're going to end up a gangbanger if you don't come join the Marines. We'll give you, we'll send you to college. We'll set you up with a job, which is mostly bullshit, by the way. But mm-hmm. they'll tell they'll tell them things like that. And, oh, did you know in the Marines you can learn how to do that? Oh, you want to be a computer scientist? Well, in the Marines you can learn how to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and they don't tell you that that promises. blah, blah, blah is going to be like how to map out a building to properly, right. you know, 
conduct a rendition or something. But well, and, and again, you know, these these states that you know were. were Hillary didn't do well, um, have a lot of veterans, are also the states that were crushed by by having by shitty NAFTA. economy, by NAFTA, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So, you know, you you, um, you get rid of the jobs, what jobs are left to pay nothing, uh, you create a poverty draft, and then you send people off to, to fight the wars. You know, that's that's how you run an empire. Well, you know, I have good, I, I have good feelings, though, about the, the direction our economy's heading in, um, because we've we, we just taken some steps to clamp down on Wall Street, um, so I think we're... <laughs> oh, no, actually, you know... <laughs> Oops. Now that I'm mentioning it... Uh, so, uh, yeah, I have, I have a couple tweets here lined up from NPR. So the Senate basically just voted to further fucking gut uh, Wall Street regulation uh, because that worked super well last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Wait, what uh, happened? So, <laughs> I don't know. Eh, nothing major. So the Senate voted. I lost my 401k, <laughs> among other things. <laughs> Did you ever see that? Uh, that George, that the Will Ferrell thing, where he does like the George Bush stand-up special. We talked about that two episodes ago. <laughs> oh, did well, we? Well, hello, America. I was, I didn't see you there. I was just mending my fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just really funny at one point. Like he has like a, a planted heckler in the crowd, and the guy screamed up, "I lost my fucking four hundred one k because of you." He's like, and, and Bush is like, "Yeah, I lost like fifty bucks. I was super mad." Oh, about you're that. talking about the play he did. The yeah, the, the play, like the yeah. thing on Broadway he did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, well, um, see, I worked at Countrywide during the mortgage meltdown, so okay. I was at ground zero for that. And, um, I mean, you know, rampant fraud and, you know, people that I had hired were coming up to me and telling me they were being trained with fraud as the model, that that was exactly what they were supposed great. to do. Awesome. And, I mean, I felt horrible, um, you know, but but believed the company because, you know, back then I drank the Kool-Aid. And um, so they told us, you know, you need to stick with the company, you know, and invest in the company, believe that we're going to get through this, keep your money, you know, where it is, <laughs> you know, all, all of it, um, heavily invested in the company. It's all going to work out and down and down and down it went. And it was, yeah, almost gone. Um, until, uh, bank of America bought them and, you know, bailed them out a little bit, but I think it was, you know, like it went from $60 down to 17 down to 99 cents or something crazy. Well, the yeah. stock market's wow. doing good now, so we're all <laughs> well, <there's> together. A, <laughs> yeah. It's like that episode of South Park where they talk about the financial crisis, and he's like, oh, okay, so we'll invest, uh, uh, you want to invest $1,500? Okay, so we'll put this over here, and then we'll move it. Oh, and it's gone. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> just, <laughs> he's like, wait, what? Mm. Um, yeah. So no, but the, uh, <clears throat> the Senate voted 67 to 31 to pass a bill that rolls back uh, the financial regulation law known as Dodd-Frank. Uh, White House says President Trump supports the bill and would sign into law, of course. Passed in 2010 when the financial crisis was uh, fresh in mind, Dodd-Frank imposed rigor... Uh, th- th- this is, of course, nice plight Republicans kind <laughs> of uh, editorializing a little bit, but... Passed in 2010 when the financial crisis was uh, still fresh in mind, Dodd-Frank imposed rigorous stress tests on all banks with more than $50 billion in assets. <clears throat> the um, the tests were designed to ensure that systematically important banks could withstand an economic downturn without causing harm to other banks or the financial system. The bill in the se- the, that the Senate approved today raises that threshold to $250 billion, a change that reduces the number of banks covered to just 12. Uh, the House has already passed its own bill to ease banking regulations. Now lawmakers will have to work out a compromise bill that both the House and the Senate can agree on. I'm going to go ahead and guess they're going to agree on something very similar to. So, 
in it, basically in the most layman's terms possible, the, the Dodd Frank was really fucking weak sauce uh, Wall Street regulation uh, passed by you know uh, Senators Dodd and Barney Frank. Barney Frank, who once said to TYT when they asked him about taking money from the banks, uh, he said something like, "Oh, well, what do you, do you you expect us to take no money from the uh, banks? You you rather <laughs> us just take no money instead of the twenty percent that we take?" Uh, and to which anyone with a fucking brain was like, uh, yeah, yeah, because if you take 20%, you're always going to be fucking broke and you're still going to be corrupt and beholden to them. If you take none of the money, you have the fucking high road and you can say, well, I don't have to do your bidding because I don't take money from you. And what do they do? They do fucking weak Wall Street regulation. So in the 90s, Bill Clinton got rid of Glass-Steagall because he said it uh, had outgrown its purpose. Glass-Steagall <laughs> was the only thing that separated commercial banks from investment banks so right. that they couldn't take your money that you put in there and your savings account that you accrued from, you know, your fucking 50 years of hard labor and use that to gamble on securities. They had to separate those two. So Bill Clinton, because of all the fucking Republicans in, in the DLC, was like, eh, we'll get rid of that. It's fine. No big deal. <laughs> What could possibly um, go wrong? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? So, you know, <laughs> that along with the, uh, but, you know, Bush coming in and putting all these Wall Street, uh, you know, policies on steroids led to the massive, you know, Great Recession. And now we're just taking another fucking step towards <clears throat> it. Uh, and the Democrats are walking hand in hand with the Republicans to fucking lead us there. I mean, it, you know, it's 17 yeah, Democrats voted for, voted for Yeah, this. 17. That's just, it's insane to disgusting. me. Elizabeth Warren like called them out by name, which was amazing because yeah. she's been super weak lately on the other Democrats. But I, she she's like fucking fed up even, and and you know Bernie of course that's the is one issue where she's up. strong. I mean that's that's yeah, no, I, part yeah, of why sure. I liked her for a while there was because she was the loudest of all of them speaking out about that. Um, I don't know. It's, it's still the only it, yeah, place she really holds them accountable. The only place, yeah. <clears throat> but it's just like what the fuck, my like we. <laughs> they literally just cra- this is 10 years ago this is not ancient history they crashed the entire fucking economy because of reckless fraud i mean and again like you were mentioning earlier obama didn't prosecute any of the fucking bankers he should have put a bunch of these bankers in jail for committing knowing fraud mm-hmm. um but they put of course, a few a few small time people away for a short period of time but yeah. But he gets a ton of money from the financial institutions. So, of course, oh, well, you know, th- that happened in the past. We're looking forward. Because that's how fucking crime and prosecution so works. You're saying, you don't prosecute you're on past crimes. That, uh, I mean, you're talking about his speeches he did because, it, you know, you're saying a, a black man shouldn't be paid $400,000 for a speech. Thank you, Trevor Noah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, maybe the stupid. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I, I, and I know this sounds vaguely xenophobic. People from other countries shouldn't get political talk TV shows in America. Cause they just don't fucking know enough about the ins and outs of yeah, the well, way politics work in America. And they get, they get or they fucking do, writers in their ear to fucking lie. Like John yeah. Oliver does. You yeah. Know? That, that's what I was thinking. John Oliver, Trevor Noah. Um, these people just don't fucking either a don't know enough or B uh, do know enough and are just, you know, well, but you know what? Americans do that too. Rachel Maddow is a fucking road scholar. She knows better. But she pushes a fucking Russia hysteria every show. Doesn't talk about any class issues <clears throat> anymore. It's like, ugh, I, I just, I, I can't believe we're doing this again. The, the Democrats are complicit in the Republicans gutting fucking Wall Street regulations, and we're going to have another crash. I mean, we're, it's going to be worse 
than the 08 crash because the economy is way higher than it was back in 08. And that's the thing. We were already headed. We were already headed towards, you know, bubbles in a number of sectors. Mm -hmm. And so this is just going to make that go even faster. And so, you know, and this is this is unfortunate part because what a lot of Republicans want to do is privatize Social Security so that more people will have their money in 401ks and private retirement funds. They'll be gambling with it. And guess who's going to lose it? It's not going to be the big guys. It's going to be the little guy that loses it and then has, you know, no Social Security and no uh, retirement, no anything. Um, well, maybe we can instill a draft for uh, our elders who can't afford to retire. <laughs> they can go, you know, go back and fight some wars. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> Why not? God. Well, is it time for unpopular know, opinions? Yeah, I think it's time for unpopular <laughs> opinions. This is depressing me too much talking about this fucking <laughs> nonsense. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's get into our unpopular opinions. Uh, who who wants to go first? Lana, you have you have one. I have one. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna put my neck out there with this one. <laughs> Pull <God>. the trigger. <clears throat> this okay, is like the so... we all yell at each other segment. I think. <laughs> So everybody take a deep breath here. Y'all know I'm a former Republican. Y'all know I probably already have some unpopular opinions. And this one is going to be about a a tricky subject in general. So this is about abortion. And I know that a lot of people are going to scream. There have been um, things recently that have limited, you know, late term abortions, you know, past 20 weeks, in some places, even 14 weeks. My unpopular opinion, and apparently as a progressive, you just you can't be pro-life at all. You can't be. Um, it, it's not allowed. Uh, I think it's written in the contract somewhere, and, and I am, and so I'm not a real progressive. But this is what I'm going to say. I think we are now past the time of needing abortions. I think they're barbaric, and I think we're past the time of needing them because we're now – we've got so many different forms of – female birth control. We've got the morning after pill. We've got all of those things. We've got, you know, the ring and my gosh, spermicides and IUDs and all of that for women. But now we're just about at the point. There's a, a gel um, that's, I guess, in final phases. Um, and also there was there was a shot um, that I guess had some bad side effects, but the gel is 100% effective. <laughs> no, that's actually a birth uh, that increases the, the chance. Yeah, unfortunately, the gel is a hundred percent, not even just ninety nine percent. It's a hundred percent effective at preventing unwanted pregnancies, mm. and this is something that men can be in control of themselves. And so I look at that. I go, you have the gel. You have things on the man side. You have a gazillion different options on the woman's side. We have enough reasons why we don't need this practice anymore. And I, I would argue that. A majority of people that have had to go through this don't like the practice either. I think, you know, a lot of people have been traumatized by, yeah, by, by practice, by, you know, abortions that they've had that have, you know, wrecked their bodies or, you know, just done a whole, you know, work on them mentally, people that have had to live with this. And I think we're going to need to now get to a place as progressives where Instead of having this whole dialogue be around women's choice and women's bodies, I think we're going to need to start pushing for the less barbaric thing to do is to pursue every possible method of birth control. And make, I mean, then there would be so few cases. We could get there. We could well, get there. There would be so few cases of this. We don't so, need it. All right. But. So <laughs> I, I'm going to try to approach this calmly. So, okay, a couple things. <laughs> Uh, what about cases of rape? What about like if a young girl gets raped and is too embarrassed to tell her parents because it happened to be a relative and they only find out, you know, 
two months later and it's way too late to take a morning after pill. Uh, what if uh, you don't realize you're pregnant until a couple months in? You know, you, you, you just all of a sudden, <coughs> like, oh, wow, I'm getting a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And you go to the doctor and they're like, hey, you're pregnant. There, there's, to me, there's a million reasons. And that's always been kind of the line. I, to me, and and you're totally to tell your opinion. And I'm not going to say that, you know, there's something wrong with that opinion. I disagree with it vehemently. I'm not saying I, outlaw it altogether. I'm saying that we can start to change the dialogue around it. And that I think that there's got to be room for multiple perspectives on this and that we can sure. certainly, certainly work together to significantly reduce what I think, oh, I think most so, yeah. would agree is kind of a barbaric practice. We, well, so, we don't need the number of them that we have. Cases of rape, cases of incest, what is it, less than 1%? I mean, it's because, a very small number. But I would argue that that's because of right-wingers in places that don't allow sex education and distribution of condoms Agreed. and things like that. That's Agreed. not because of left-wingers. I think that's... Okay. So to me, it's uh, like, okay. look, <laughs> nobody, you know, nobody. So okay, nobody likes abortion. Nope. I think everyone is pro-life in that they would prefer not to do it. But to to even open the door to the religious lunatics who want to outright ban it and make it so that you have to have a baby if you get pregnant, I think is extremely harmful because. This is take a slippery slope argument, though. They use the same argument about guns. That but, if you but have any limitations, take, they already take an inch and 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 you know drag, drag out a mile. Like that's can, can I in, in, just, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so I I left the room for a minute. I don't know if you knew that uh, to grab another beer, but uh, <laughs> probably wise. So I think you know you always have to have access to it. But the reasons for not needing to, I think, are valid. Um, the problem is. Uh, how many women have access to all those forms of contraception? Especially in red states where they try to outlaw yeah. these things because. And that's you know, why I'm saying you change the dialogue. Yeah. You change the dialogue around it to be. And you know what? Even the Pope has come out and said it. The Pope has come out oh, and said Oh, a Marxist eh. Pope. I love him. You know, like maybe <laughs> if you can't, you know, if you can't afford it in any circumstance, eh, you know, I mean, he's, he's, He's being careful about, right? He's you know, trying not Catholics. to get assassinated. But. Exactly. But, you know, so can't I think... Can't do it, though. Long history of Pope poisoning. You'll just feel bad because he's going to... Oh, they've poisoned so many fucking popes, dude. <laughs> they've poisoned, like, any pope that starts talking uh, reform. We're talking recent history, but... <laughs> yeah, I think no. if you did just a massive campaign of, you know, well, yeah, access to that. birth control... Sure. Uh, anybody that's that's pro-life and that isn't pro-birth control, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't even think, know what I, to say to so them. <laughs> I, I don't think I think that's slightly strong. I don't think I think anyone anyone I know at least who's pro-life wants to it, it, it increase access to birth control and, and into contraception and thing and sex education to prevent that. Oh. I just I just it, I know for like for this country to function, we can't even give ground on that and say that, oh, yeah, well, maybe we can make it illegal after 20 weeks or something like that, mm. because when you do that, the fucking right-wingers are going to take that and turn it into 14 weeks, and then into seven weeks, and then into four weeks, and then into, well, there's just no more abortion, which is what fucking mm. Mike Pence is trying to do right now. They're pushing forth legislation. They're working on it, supposedly. So we've all seen the movie Dirty Dancing, right? Yes, we have. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in a corner. Uh, uh, which I always thought was a metaphor. And when I finally saw the movie, I was like, oh, no, he just literally means that she shouldn't have to sit on that side of the table uh, facing yeah. that direction. Anyway, um, you know, I my favorite thing are the people that are pro-life, but also pro-death penalty. That's always my favorite. Well, that's a whole other. One of my favorite. Yeah, I'm not one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and now keep in mind, I, I had my own awakening on this. So, you know, I went from being extremely pro-life 
to going, okay, like I get it because I had my own scare that kind of made me go, whoa, like I could understand at, at the moment that I went through this going, what would it be like? I, you know, I'm a, you know, white woman. I have, you know, made a good living. You know, I had, you know, a significant other supportive and all of that. And I, and I recognized at that moment that there are many people who don't have all of the blessings that I have. And I, I understood in that moment what, you know, what that could feel like and how terrifying that could be and feeling trapped in your body. So, I, I mean, mm. I've, I've evolved on it. I understand it. Um, and I certainly, you know, understand the cases of rape and incest. In fact, um, there's someone I know who was a 14 year old girl who, um, is a sort of a friend of the family and, uh, was being abused by her father sexually and was also with several different boys in town and didn't even say she was pregnant until she was like seven months, I think was sort of in denial about it. And they didn't even know whose baby it was. So, you know, do you, do you go ahead with it? You're not sure whose it is. I mean, it was, it was a complicated situation and she wound up having the baby and and keeping the baby. Um, You know, but, but I get that those things happen. Um, You know, there are places in the, in the country where that's, you know, unfortunately, you know, more common than a lot of people realize and, and kids don't have an out or don't feel like they have a safe place where they can go and, um, you know, and deal with that. In this case, that girl's, that girl had like four or five siblings that were all removed from the home as she was removed from the home. And, you know, it was a, a nightmare scenario. Nobody wants, an any, you know, about that. forced into that kind of situation. <clears throat> so obviously there are cases and I think even the most pro-life person maybe maybe not mike pence but but most staunchly pro-life people will acknowledge rape or incest as you know a valid Mm. concern i think there will still probably be um you know doctors that regardless of what the law is just like before there will be some that would continue it um but i just think it's time to start shifting the dialogue and pushing for even more um focus on birth control and less of the other things that's my unpopular opinion. I know right. y'all okay. send your hate mail to me at Polly Bent, P-O-L-I-B-E-N-T on Twitter. Yeah, you're you can... entitled to it. I mean, <laughs> I, I can say, I think it's, it, it's, it's definitely a slippery slope. And I think mu- much like um, false equivalency, I think that certain times you are allowed to make arguments, that, you know, or, or uh, what do they always, what do they always say when you say, oh, well, but Hillary did this. So they say you're, um, fuck it. What, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, I can't remember. Milkshake. (laughs) Nothing burger. Sure. Um, uh, No, no, no. Like when, okay, so if somebody says, oh, well, Trump's bad, and you say, oh, yeah, well, Trump's bad, well, you know, Obama, well, Obama Obama was in office, he did this, you know, relating to the same subject. Yeah, false equivalency, yeah. I I think that's what, or, you know, whatever it is. Um, Oh, no, what about ism? What about ism? What about about ism? But sometimes what about ism is fucking necessary because you have to point out the hypocrisy of the person making an argument. Right. So, um, and I got sidetracked, up. but, oh, but so, you know, what you mentioned, a part of my unpopular opinion, uh, you mentioned the death penalty and it's actually maybe not an unpopular opinion in progressive circles, although I've heard a lot of people make an opposite argument and I've gotten into a huge argument with a, uh, a person running for Congress right now about this, <laughs> um, who's a moron. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm staunchly opposed to the death penalty in principle, not just because like, you know, w- what a lot of people will say is like, look, I maybe support the death penalty, but because that, you know, we know that like something like 4% of people on death row 
once or, every nine years an innocent person is yeah, killed what, because of the death penalty. Oh, yeah. it's way um, more than that. It's more than that. Oh, that was like, the last time I looked at it. I heard it's like four percent of people it. on death row. Have been, yeah, like, actually, the, the innocent project is probably uh, in, found innocent. a lot more. They've done a lot. Um, so, but people say, well, you know, if we if we could be sure that we're that we're killing the right person, I don't I don't even believe in the death penalty for people like Timothy McVeigh. I, I don't think in principle that we as a country should say that it's acceptable for us to kill somebody. Um, even if is they're that a, a spiritual heinous per- thing? No, or? I'm not. I'm atheist as fuck. I don't. No, what it is yeah. for me is that I, I think that normalizes the kind of imperialism and and just wanton killing that we do all over the world. Wait, if we so you're say saying it's cool for that the having a, somebody, a state policy of an eye for an eye actually encourages people to do the same thing <laughs> on their own, thereby creating the need for the death? It, yeah, kind of. Mm, I don't know. You know what I mean? That's a, a, kind of a stretch to think that's true. No, I absolutely agree. I think that's... Um, how can I, I you just think say in principle, that murder like is how, wrong yeah. when you use murder as a punishment as as a state? As a, that's like that's like when sodomy used to be illegal in the South, and they'd put you in jail with people that were going to sodomize you. It's like, you know, mm. what are you fucking... We're going to teach you listen. Yeah. Yeah, right. We're going to teach you a lesson. We're, we're going to lock you in a, in a cell with a bunch of guys who want understand you know. ourselves. <laughs> it's just I, yeah i i i have a you know just a principled opposition to it and i do you and think I, that's unpopular with progressives like uh, total i've heard a lot of people express you know either outright support or conditional support for the death penalty so i think that's yeah. an uh, not that it's an unpopular like oh like whatever opinion but it's a Maybe less general, held yeah. opinion i think yeah yeah I yeah, I mean, everyone um, everyone says, well, I'm against it in principle, but then this guy really did a thing I don't like. So we, a lot of people say that, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, Child I know, molesters no, being don't right. kill. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't assassinate. I wouldn't give the death penalty to Timothy McVeigh to Osama bin Laden. I, I don't. Bel- I think you put them in prison for the rest of their lives. Like, I well, think- and there are other arguments around that. I mean, even from a financial perspective, the number of appeals with death penalty cases yeah. it winds up way cheaper to just give them <laughs> life right off the bat mm-hmm. than to to spend forever. Sure. Um, I'm fine with yeah. life without the possibility of parole if you have an absolute, you know, and even with life with the possibility of parole, if, if uh, you know, it, extremely significant new evidence is introduced, you can reopen a case. So that's not even mm-hmm. like you could say, oh, Which well, you'll lock because somebody innocent away There are forever. cases where that's the case and they still can't get the case reopened. I mean, yeah. It, it, well, it, yeah. I mean, justice, the justice system's fucked up in a million ways, which is yeah. another reason why we shouldn't have the death penalty, because if they do fuck something up, you, there's no going back from that. Yeah. You know, there are people we hear about all the time who get released from jail after, you know, 50 years serving for a crime they didn't commit, which is what, maybe the most mm. heinous thing I've ever heard of when you hear well, stories about going, that. Going back to Jameson's project, there was a guy that was finally exonerated. Uh, he was in jail for something like 30 years for a rape he didn't commit and basically the evidence of the testimony that locked him away was this woman saying that she had a dream that he was the person who did it what you dreamed it and that's admissible what in court and that now keep in mind she was she was actually raped it wasn't like she just came up with it on nowhere she just basically said after the fact well i had a dream and he was the one who did it in the dream so that was her fucking testament. Locked him up for thirty years. You can't give that back to somebody. Insane. You can't give thirty no. years of someone's life back. No, you, you've taken that person's life essentially. Yeah, I mean, you know, <clears throat> they're going to get out of jail, and what are they going to do? Like, are they going to even be able to collect social security because they have no income to report? It's like, what? Like, it's just <laughs> you've taken that person's life away. Like, they yeah. might be homeless after yeah. that. Yeah, you'd be better off leaving them in in some cases because I mean, you know 
Yeah, they'll have no resources. But that was the whole thing in like Shawshank. I mean, he, it's right. like mm-hmm. when you, you know, it's like one of the things that can make it captured so well. It's like you get out. What the fuck do you do? You want to? So, go, I, I, I've had a couple um, I, I, uh, different unpopular opinions I've been dithering on. Uh, I did want to mention the. I did want to talk about the the pedestrian bridge collapsing. I I feel like that's the thing to land on. But just a really quick, I I feel like. Um, one thing I wanted to say about the abortion thing was I think there's way too many people and everyone says you can't talk about overpopulation because that's racist. It's like, well, no, we have to because we can't keep. We're it. not saying only kill black people. You know, like, no, we're not saying kill anyone. We're saying provide reproductive yeah. and education access to everyone in the world so that there's no unwanted pregnancies. The problem solves itself at that point. Uh, as far as incarceration for life, I'm opposed to that as much as I'm opposed to the death penalty. I don't believe in almost any incarceration because it doesn't do anything except creates more criminals because of, of what it does and, and the environment system, they're in, yeah, right? Sure. Look at Sweden. You know, they, they put them out and give them a little cottage and they're like, hey, you're going to learn hobbies and shit and we're going to make your life so cushy. You're going to have a lot of time to think about what you did and they feel they guilt themselves back into being regular people. They look at the root causes of, of what make them what made them... Uh, violent in the first place, and they try to undo it through actually helping them, right? But it also doesn't further harden them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So my my before you get to your real unpopular opinion, yeah. Anthony, I just want to tell you, I think your Creed one was <laughs> way worse. <laughs> <laughs> I By can the way, go with I, you on the death b- penalty. B- before you get to the bridge, I think we totally should move towards a Swedish, uh, you know, incarceration system because that's. Yeah. They have a much better recidivism rate than we do, and uh, they have a much lower violent crime rate, rate than we do, and it's probably a direct correlation. Uh, they, actually they actually rehabilitate, rehabilitate people. people. Yeah. Well, they don't I impoverish mean, their society in the first place, so they have a lot right. less mass shooters flipping out. Well, that's also true. But he, but like if you watch that Michael Moore uh, movie, you know, Where to Invade Next, he goes there, and he's standing in a kitchen with a guy who killed somebody, and there's a bunch of knives on the wall because they're like in like an actual kitchen. Yeah. And he's like, you just you just let these guys like sit in here with these knives, and they're like, yeah, no big deal. You know, they're cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you take the stress out of the life, and so yeah. my unpopular opinion amazing, is, yeah. I, I don't I don't want to go back to like you know ban cars from cities necessarily again, <laughs> but this this pedestrian bridge bridge collapse that happened today at this university got a lot of news. It got a lot of news press because bridges don't collapse that often and kill people that often. So it's very rare. Now, a regular traffic fatality where someone hits someone with their car and kills them happens so often they don't put it in the news hardly. But There's going to be a lot is, more bridge and infrastructure right, failings but the thing soon, is, this though. bridge was brand new, right? just went up five right. days ago and it collapsed on cars that were, that were stopped at a light, right? So it got a lot of media attention. Well, this was a pedestrian bridge to connect two parts of a, of a university campus. Well, why would you need a pedestrian bridge? Who wants to climb up a flight of stairs, cross over a thing, and go down a flight of stairs to cross the street? What's the problem with the street, right? So this actually got a two days worth of headlines. You know, I go to like Yahoo News or MSNBC, and it was the top thing for two days. You know, and everyone said, "Well, we're going to do this." You know, all the politicians said, "We're going to do this uh, rigorous investigation to find out what went wrong." It's like, no, you're not. You're not going to do a rigorous investigation because if you did a rigorous investigation, you would come to find that there should not have been an eight-lane highway running through the middle of a of a fucking university in the first place. I mean, they had a they had a deadly road there. Someone was just killed trying to cross the street at the crosswalk in August. So their solution to a road that was deadly was to build a substandard bridge and throw it up there so quick that it wouldn't disrupt traffic. And they did it so shoddily that it collapsed and killed seven people, right? So, you know, a sane world, we would go, hey, we shouldn't have an eight-lane highway 
running through a university or really any part of a city, uh, let's calm the street. Let's take out some lanes. Let's uh, reduce the amount of uh, induced demand it is for people to take that route by making it a, a more like a, a real city street where people drive slow and you can actually cross the street in under one cycle of the of the light, yeah. you know. Right. It was hundreds of feet wide. Who can cross the street? I mean, old lady can't cross the street that fast. You, you look at it structurally. It's crazy. It was like psychotic the way it looked. It was like there was there was almost no support. I mean, it's did a, the it's, university it's... sell the land, or whose decision was it to to put it well, there? So, so part of the problem is you know, um, for a lot of these major highways that look like a surface street that run through a city, they're owned. The right of way is owned by the state DOT, Department of Transportation. So even if the city wants to, they can't do shit because it's a it's considered to be a state highway. Well, you shouldn't have an eight lane highway running through the middle of a school. That's fucking insane. Right. So yeah. you know when they're like, "Hey, we're gonna figure out what went wrong with the bridge thing." It's like you you threw it up there so fast because you didn't want to disrupt people driving fast. And because he did that, people lost their lives. And if they were serious about addressing the safety problem, they would get rid of the cars and let people just cross that, you know, between where the school is and where the student housing is. That's this this major artery there. They would make it so there were no cars at all there if that was really what they cared about. But they don't. Right. They care about you could do light rail like uh, Tempe, Arizona yeah. did with ASU. There's lots of things you can do. Yeah. So the, I guess, you know, uh, maybe it's not unpopular. It's just a thing people haven't thought about that much. No, um, yeah, that, that was really fucking stupid, that whole, I mean, that, that. but, like, honestly, when I looked at it after it collapsed, I was like, I'm not a fucking engineer. How the fuck are you going to build an eight-lane bridge without a support in the middle, like, without significant support in the middle? I mean, it looked like a fucking like it looked fake. I was like that. Well, because it had no it was supposed br- to be a suspension bridge from above, where there was a tower above it with cables that that you know it hangs underneath it. When you build a real suspension bridge, you build those towers first, and then the cables that hold the, and then you build the actual bridge uh, span, right? Yeah. And they did the opposite here because they were trying to get it built as fast as possible because they have this this you know growth the sake of growth mindset that nothing can disrupt traffic for even a second because that's how our economy is built on just everyone has their own giant vehicle and just them in it and drives 45 Keep miles the worker bees moving yeah all right who's getting fired for this shit somebody needs <laughs> probably, to get fired yeah, they'll, well, they'll, they'll, some token person will get fired yeah but they'll i guarantee because it's florida and it's miami they will not change the actual problem which is that highway running through the middle of a fucking college campus yeah. That sound problematic. No, it, it, it wasn't too unpopular. I think LaDonna had the only unpopular opinion. Let <laughs> oh, me think of another man. band that's that's bad. That I, I actually like. was thinking, oh, I don't want to come. I don't want to do this one. This, oh, I, you know, I should find something else. Find something funny. And I was like, oh, that's what I got. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you know. it's, this is a wait, safe wait space. Till for I, all wait till I bring up the fact that so not them. a safe space. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I feel very attacked. Well, maybe next week I'll tell you how uh, Woody Allen's actually. Well, okay. How about that? How about this? Creed oh, is still a good band. <laughs> I gotta Fight go. Me, <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually don't think they're a good. Band. Not that I, I don't think they're a bad band. I think they're not as bad as people say they are. Are we backpedaling? Are we... <laughs> We've already done this. <laughs> Right, I'm just saying no, because you character you you categorize you, you characterize them as my favorite band on Twitter the other day, and I'm like they are not <laughs> no, my favorite. No, band. no, no. What I just I, don't think they're as bad. On, on Twitter was that the show Move Left Idiots that Creed is a fan of a, of the show. <laughs> That's what I said. Probably true. Scott Stapp is probably one of our hundred listeners. 
Maybe. He's got nothing better to do these days. I mean, He's like, you know. He always struck me as the kind of guy that Googles himself several times a day. <laughs> Tag him in the next uh, next time you post that one. <laughs> Scott Stapp, we actually like you for real, not ironically. LOL. <laughs> Give uh, us $3 for our Patreon. <laughs> <clears throat> Right. I don't think he has it. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, we're going to get out of here. Um, but if you like what you hear from us, uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Go follow us over on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. Um, follow us on Patreon. If you want to you know, support the show, you can go become a Patreon. Uh, it's only three bucks a month. You get access to... All of our movie review podcasts. We just did uh, Josh Fox's documentary, How to Let Go of the World, uh, last week. Um, that's up there now for patrons. Uh, hopefully in the next week or so, uh, we're going to be covering Bowling for Columbine. Uh, I think it's pretty timely with all the uh, That just came out, dialogue. right? <laughs> no, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, so they're not really no, film I, reviews. They're basically, it's like more of an analysis and it's cultural relevance. So... Um, yeah, we, we, we like to tie movies to, you know, what's going on now. And, you know, sometimes to what's going on, you know, what was going on at the time. But in terms of... Or Bowling what for we've Col- learned about what's gone on sure. since. Yeah. Yeah. Related, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, what I wanted to talk about with Bowling for Columbine is, you know, uh, next Saturday is the March uh, for Life. Or the March for Our Lives, not the March for Life. <laughs> That's something LaDonna might want to attend. <laughs> um, but no, the, mar- <laughs> the March... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe I would. <laughs> um, the, but uh, the March for Our Lives, which is this national uh, march, you know, uh, to demand gun control, gun reform. Um, so I'd like to talk about that because uh, the, Columbine was really the first uh, nationally n- talked about. The, 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 I feel like that was the first school shooting that was really in the national dialogue. And I think there's a lot of interesting angles to talk about including some like misperceptions about the the two shooters which we'll we'll get into mm-hmm. on the on the episode but um I, yeah I, I think that could be something interesting for us to talk about so hopefully that'll be in the next uh week or so we'll do that um but yeah the patreon.com slash move left um you guys have anything you want to plug while we're on here uh i just it, you know, it, the internet uh, <laughs> my, light your I'm car on, on the, fire. Uh, Everyone light their yeah, cars on fire. No, no more cars. That sounds that. Just buy a bicycle. <laughs> you can save some, a lot of money and save a lot of lives. Um, you can true. find me at chaosbot5000 on Twitter. You, you can, can fi- find me at a polybent, P-O-L-I-B-E-N-T. Send your hate mail to me. <laughs> Leave the others me, alone. <laughs> you can find me at, at uh, Candace Aston on Twitter. That's C-A-N-D-I. <laughs> no. um, I'm, I'm at, uh, at move underscore left on Twitter. And uh, come back and join us next week on Move Left Idiots. Hooray!
There's insanity in the control room tonight.